Welcome to Bossy, Brilliant, and Badass, a weekly conversation about business, careers, and personal development designed to inspire, educate, and motivate you, and sometimes ourselves, to show up powerfully, live fearlessly, and to find and unleash your inner badass. I'm Lisa Lindsay. I'm Liz Green. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Bossy, Brilliant, and Badass. I'm Lisa Lindsay here with my inspired co-host, Liz Green. Talk about inspiring, Lisa. This show with Carrie Murphy, oh my goodness. I feel so inspired. Even right now, I'm going to carry it with me the rest of the day. I can hardly wait for people to hear it. I know. So I'm going to ask you a quick question. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We're going to jump right into it. What is the one thing you're going to do that Carrie mentioned? There's so many, but the first thing I'm going to do is get video out at least once a week and then work on more, maybe even a couple of times a week, but definitely once a week. And after you guys hear this, I'm sure most people will concur it's a good idea. What about you? I'm going to get over myself. That's a good one too, right? That's a good one too. Which is hard for us to do to get over ourselves. Yeah. You know, because it's a human condition to want to be in our ego and be kind of self-centered and wondering how we're coming across and how we're coming across on video. My gosh, even for today, this episode today, because I'm a huge fan of Carrie Murphy. So I was like, oh my God, my hair and my... And of course... It doesn't matter. Our audience doesn't really care. So it's like, but we all fall into that. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree. And I mean, those are the two tips that we both took away. And this episode is filled. It is rife with them. So I say, let's just get right into it and introduce Carrie. Yeah. So Carrie Murphy, her company specializes in teaching entrepreneurs how to stand out online authentically and show up on camera and become an industry leader in their space. So without further ado, let's bring on Carrie. Carrie, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I have been a fan of yours forever. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. I've been following you. And so when I heard we're having you as a guest on the show, I was like, yay, I cannot even wait to speak to (laughs) her. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. So we're going to talk about video and how to use video to grow a six-figure business and beyond. So super exciting. So where would you like to start with this, Carrie? You're the expert. Gosh, there's so much to talk about, especially during these times. But I want to just go back because the question I always get is, how did you get into this? Why are you the one who's teaching everyone how to be on camera? So let me start with that really quick little story. So growing up, I had a grandmother who looked like Marilyn Monroe an uncle that literally can hear anything and go to the piano and play it. Like lots of entertainment and musicians in my family. Funny, I married one. (laughs) I married a musician (laughs) too, broke my own rule. But I really had an affinity for the performing arts. And so I begged my mom for years to put me into this little modeling and acting school that I knew of. And I'm not kidding. I probably asked her for three years. And finally, at the age of 11, ladies, do you remember Mm -hmm. 11? A little bit. Barely. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just go back and remind you, it's adolescence. So not the most confident, sexiest time. And I think that's probably why she's like, the girl could use some confidence, right? So she puts (laughs) me into these classes and I just fell in love with them. And, you know, I really wanted to be a runway model. 
supermodel growing up in the 80s and found out that wasn't going to be my destiny. But I started to love just being on camera. But what I do remember, though, and I think this really resonates with most women who maybe struggle with being visible, is the idea of watching yourself back. I will Mm -hmm. literally never forget myself as an adolescent and as a teenager taking these classes and my acting teacher making me watch back the videos. And it was like the worst horror film on the planet. (laughs) And I don't think that little girl ever goes away. I think Mm. that as I age and as I've matured, I've come to a different state of acceptance and knowing who I am, but more importantly, who I want to serve that has gotten me over that fear. But I acknowledge it because it's in all of us. It's our ego. It's the way that we want to protect ourselves. And it's the one thing that keeps us small because we're fighting ego instead of vision, right? So I often share with people that video is not about you. And I just want to say that one more time because we make it about us, right? I need to look a certain way. I need to sound a certain way. I need to be more ready. I need to lose 10 pounds. I need to get rid of my crow's feet. I need to, I need to, I need to. And that keeps us from truly, in my heart, I believe, making the impact that we want to have on the planet and in return for making that impact, making the income that will allow us to do good on the planet. I think as women, what I love about women And not that men don't do this too. I think men are very generous. I know many men that are incredibly generous. But women just have a different compassion button, don't we, ladies? Yeah, absolutely. And we're more adept, we're more willing to maybe take revenues and things that we've done and put them back into causes and communities and charities. And so to me, that's inspired living. It's doing what you love. It's helping other people and creating enough wealth for yourself that you have the life that you want for yourself, but more importantly, you're able to actually give it back to. So I'm a big fan of reciprocity, but that's where I came from. I've been on camera for over 30 years. I've hosted national television. I used to run an agency. So I've repped models and actors. I've been on all sides of the screen, front, behind, teaching, directing. So it's really fun now because I get to work with people that are really passionate about what they do But when it comes to being visible, they stop themselves. They stop themselves. Absolutely. And I just noticed such a difference with people, particularly women, who suddenly find out I'm going to be on camera. Then everybody starts freaking out. And when you speak in front of a room full of people, there's a big difference between that and then knowing there's a camera at the back of the room. And like you said, we become very about us. And how am I looking? How am I coming across? Rather than, as you say, what do I have to offer? Yeah. Well, you know what, Liz? I think that at the end of the day, everything is energy. You can't fake energy. You can fake a lot of things. Like energy is energy. And when you're standing in front of a room, you get that energy back at you, right? You know when you've resonated or when you've hit an emotional point with someone or that they're connecting with you. Like you feel that. On camera, it's a different energy. You're showing up. And even though you feel like you're speaking to a camera, you're actually speaking through the lens to the one person on the other side. And when my clients really get that, I mean, understand that they're not talking to a room full of people. You're not starting with, hey, everyone, it's Carrie. I am so glad you're with me today because in the next three minutes, I'm going to share with you three things that are going to change your life. Right. Everybody. I mean, that's every influencer. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And you only have three to eight seconds to keep and capture someone's attention using video. So although video is super, super powerful, most people, in fact, the statistics say less than 25% of entrepreneurs are using video effectively. And that's why they're trying to talk to everyone. There's no emotional connection. It's all about them, right? They're trying to be the hero in their story instead of being the guide that helps me, the client, get to where they are. So all of these things, video, it might seem like something that's so trite, but I'm telling you, when you really learn how to integrate it into your business, you will make beyond six figures because you're reaching the right people, talking to that one person, right? Getting that message to resonate with someone on the other side. Yeah, that's so fantastic. All right. So obvious question, because you just kind of said it, where do we start, right? We're ready to go. Where do we start integrating this into our businesses as entrepreneurs? It's something, for example, you take me, it's something I always want to do, right? And yeah, I consistently with the ego thing, I can't, I cannot help it. It's about me. I got to go get my hair done, (laughs) do my makeup, right? Yes. You're talking to me. So clearly. (laughs) I got you, girl. And by the way, there's no shame or guilt with that. I don't think there's anything wrong. I love a little lash. I love my powder and my contour and I like my little extension here and there. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. The problem is we often focus so much on looking good that we forget to be good. And we put so much onus on our looks. And I tell people all the time, Oprah was told she didn't have a face for TV. Stay in radio. You shouldn't be in front of the camera. I mean, can you imagine if that woman listened? And so when it comes to helping someone get a result, do you go to the doctor and say, you know what? I'm sick. I need to get better. But by the way, you know what? You don't look very good today. So I'm not going to buy that medicine. Can you show up with your hair a little bit better next time, doc? Because (laughs) I'll buy the medicine when you start looking better. Like no one does that. You just want the medicine to get you to feel better. And that is you, right? As the spokesperson and the person who is showcasing the results, the opportunity for your client, you are simply the facilitator. You're the conduit to getting me what I need. I don't care what you look like. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And it really is about putting that ego aside, which is super hard to do. It is. But I'll tell you what, when you start getting the responses, oh my gosh, you're talking to me. How did you know what I was thinking? You just said, Lisa, like, I'm your person. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. Best (laughs) compliment on the planet because I know my person, right? I know my girl. And I think that when you can show up and speak to her, you want to show up as someone who's trustworthy. You want to show up as someone who's credible. You want to show up as someone who can actually fulfill on the promise that you tell people, right? We want that. And I talk so much about authenticity and transparency, Lisa. And you said, you know, where do I begin? I think it starts with you. It's an inner game. Everything that we want on the outside Mm -hmm. comes from what we believe on the inside, right? So do what you need to do. Go buy my IL Beauty Kit. Go get your (laughs) hair done. Go do what you need to do. Get quiet with yourself and understand that video is just a vehicle to reach people. So who are you trying to reach? I think that is the number one most important thing because when you reach one, you reach many, right? When you try to reach everyone, you reach no one. And I would say that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is that everyone now has figured out they got to go virtual. I got to go virtual. But the problem is there's no emotional connection. And video is and always has been about emotional connection. So if you're caught up in your head and you're not connected to your heart, I can tell that in a nanosecond, like that. And I'm like, okay, no thanks, no thanks. So I think really understanding what you need to do to feel good. And then I will say, 
I think video really is a muscle. And the first time you do anything, I'm trying to get my little girl to get on a bike. And I tell you, all the fear of falling down and I can't do it. And I'm like, Lauren, you just need to get back up on there. You can do this, you know? And it's the same thing with us as adults. It's really challenging to put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're not good at something. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's hard. Exactly. It's the cycle we talk about in coaching, right? Where you go from your unconscious incompetence to conscious or unconscious competence. So getting across that scale and where imposter syndrome sits right in the middle. Right there. Just as you're doing it. Yeah. And one thing that Liz and I talk about is getting through the first whatever. So in our case, because we talk about partnership a lot, we talk about getting through that first fight, right? Because that's the thing, getting over that first hump. <laughs> Liz and is just like, oh really, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> first few fights. <laughs> yeah. Breaking it down and then doing the thing because then after a while it becomes easy, not fighting, but after a yeah, while it becomes right. a lot easier for you Absolutely. to do over and over again. And then you start to feel more comfortable. So it sounds almost as if you're saying, well, do a couple. I don't necessarily have to use the first few ones that I record, right? No, you don't. And it's funny because I also always go back to Brene Brown. I was listening actually to her first podcast episode and she was talking about embracing the suck, you know, first time anything. (laughs) She calls it the effing first time. Like your expectations are so high and what actually shows up is so contrary to what you thought you would be. And I think we just have to give ourselves grace and permission to get good at something. I mean, we all have proficiencies that the other person doesn't have because you've just done it longer. Why am I comfortable on camera? Dude, I've done it for 30 years. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So when you do anything for a long time, I can't go out there and do a triathlon. Like I've never done that and I would fall on my face. But if I trained for it, I could. And videos, the same thing. So Lisa, to your point, Instagram stories, that's a great place to go in practice because here's the thing. If you only record for yourself, and I'm not saying that not to do that, if that's a great place for you to go strengthen the muscle, but it's still hiding the fear of not showing up. You could do videos all day long on your phone and be like, okay. But when you put yourself out there, there's a vulnerability about it that builds the muscle along with the skill. And the more you get used to being imperfect because people relate to imperfection, not perfection, because there's no such thing unless you're a Kardashian, but even that's not real. (laughs) It's really about just building that muscle. So I think Instagram stories are so great because you can use the video feature. You can go in there and do some stories and then they're gone in 24 hours. You're not committed to it being out there in perpetuity forever. Right, right. Oh, that's that's a wonderful tip, right? That's a wonderful idea. Yeah, it alleviates some of the fear, just knowing it'll be gone in 24 it's hours. Gone. So if you're, it's gone. Yeah. And you know what? It's a great way to test. Here's the thing. If we're only doing videos for ourselves, we're never going to get the feedback. But when you put a video out there and someone's like, I love that, or they respond in your DM, or they give you a heart or whatever, you're like, oh, okay. You know, we all want that instant gratification. And sadly, that's what keeps most of us from ever succeeding, right? It's like we buy into... If I only have enough likes, then I'll be successful. And let me tell you, I know enough multimillionaires that aren't on social at all. And many people that have the huge numbers that are broke. So let's not get caught up in false metrics, okay? (laughs) But I will say we all at the end of the day, every human wants to feel valued. And when you do those videos and those little things, then you get, hey, did this resonate? Did this not? In fact, what you could do with your video is a poll and get Mm -hmm. people to actually respond and you can engage and figure out, Oh, did this connect? Did this connect? Great way to do some R&D. 
Wow. Oh, that's, yeah, that that's really research is. and development. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing Yeah, and just that. to be open to the feedback as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So if 90% of the people are saying, you know what, didn't really like that, I was missing this or missing that, to just say, okay, let me start again. Let me just give myself that grace that I'm not going to be perfect the first second, 10th time around, but this is going to take a little bit of time and it's worth investing in. If a you thousand percent. I mean, we all know if you've studied NLP or any personal development, failure is just feedback. It's nothing personal. And I will say from my experience, I've been an entrepreneur now for 23 years. It's hard to believe this is my third business. And I'm so grateful for all the failures along the way. I know it sounds crazy, but I could not be more grateful. And for the things I still do, the things I fail at every day, allow me to continue to build our business into what I envision it to be. And so I think that we have to get over, especially as women, this need to do it right the first time or to get it right. Because I will say, I think impatience kills dreams more than anything else and comparing ourselves to someone else. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a big it's a killer. Is a of joy. It's a killer. Yeah. Yep. It really is a killer. Wow. So Carrie, I've heard a couple of things that I think I want to tease out with you, okay. which is I hear really pushing forward your expertise. And the second thing I hear is doing so authentically. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do I show up as an expert, present myself as an expert? And then how do I do that authentically mm-hmm. on camera, of course? Yes. Well, let's go back to social media and just how we're putting ourselves out there. 75% content, give it away, right? Yeah. And then 25%, I actually think women aren't as strong as the ask as they are with the give, right? And sometimes yeah. I feel like there are a couple of people that are coming to mind right now that are so much into the buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing versus that I'm going to give it away. So I think there's a combination to build trust. It really comes down to showing up consistently. It's not magic. You know, I have people that will say, oh, well, I did a live every day for 30 days. I'm like, well, first of all, why would you go live every day for 30 days? But that's not going to help you through the test of time. You know, whether it's Tony Robbins with his first event with eight people, Mm. Marie Forleo, Oprah, whoever you look up to, everyone started with one person. You start with one person. And when you don't think anyone's watching, you show up anyway. Yes. So how do you do it authentically? If I may share the difference between authenticity and transparency, because I think it's an important thing. Go ahead. So for me, authenticity is how you show up. If you and I, ladies, if we were going to go have a cocktail right now, you would see the same version of Carrie. I'm a little full of energy today because I'm like, (laughs) had a little caffeine. But what you see on camera is the same person you see on stage. It's the same person if we were to go have lunch. It's not authenticity for me is how you show up as your most true self. Saying things how you're saying it. Like when I'm like, oh yeah. Like I would never do that in my 20s. But in my 40s, it's so me. I'm a little goofy. And sometimes I like to show that. And I think just embracing all of you is what authenticity is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always think of Gary Vee, who is like, look, I'm a lot for people. You either like me or you don't. And if you don't, I don't care. And if you do, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? He just has, yeah. it's just, he's a human being. So of course we know he cares somewhere, but he doesn't do what he does to get the accolades of people. He does what he does because he's passionate about his why. And to me, that's authenticity. Like I'm not doing what I do to please you or to show up in a way that you feel you need me to be in order for you to like me. 
right? I'm showing up as my most authentic self and you can choose to like me or not and I'm okay. So to me, that's authenticity. Transparency is very different. To me, transparency is how much you share. And I think as leaders, it's very important that we are transparent. Now, does that mean you have to unload the kitchen sink on people, right? That every skeleton that is hanging in the closet needs to come out and dance at the video party. No, I actually don't feel that. But I do feel like if you're only showing up every day, everything is rainbows and lollipops and you're sitting on the beach with your laptop, drinking your mojito and just life is so easy. Yes, I think people can admire that, but no one relates to that. And as I said earlier, in order to build a brand that is trustworthy, you have to remember to be the guide, not the hero. So each and every day being vulnerable. I was sharing the other day, I broke into tears. I was about ready to host my podcast with someone and my nanny didn't show up. The house was really stressful. The kids were screaming. And she asked me before we started, like, how are you doing? And I just started to cry. I'm like, it's been a rough day. She's like, do you want to reschedule? I'm like, yes, yes. I do. <laughs> and then I went live and shared that story because I think it's so important that people see that you're a human and that we have good days and we have bad days. We talked about the failures. Share those. You know, if you're going through a tough time in a relationship, know when to share. I think that's what's important. Do you share when you're in the thick of it? Or can you maybe wait a little bit so you're able to share it with a little bit of composure and distance? How can this actually now help someone? But you know what? We call a few times that I've seen people literally in the middle of it coming out and sharing it, but it was in such a way that it really was about helping someone else at the moment. And I think that with anything that we go through, we have to think about, am I sharing this for me? Or am I sharing it so someone else can learn something from what I've gone through? I love that distinction, Carrie. It's like, if I'm sharing it for me, it's not going to work. That you right. can take to your therapist or your coach. <laughs> yes. But yeah, sharing for somebody else means you do have a bit of distance from that, yeah. right? And maybe not so much distance where you might not get a little emotional because that's okay that's too, okay. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll still get emotional about stuff that happened 10 years ago. I can take myself right back to that moment and it will hit a chord. And I think that's totally fine. But I can share that experience from a place of perspective and insight that I couldn't when I was in it. Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots in front of you. You can only connect them behind you. So when there is something that has been a mile marker, that's what I call them, those times that bring you to your knees are mile Mm -hmm. markers. Yep. How far have you gone from that, that you can go back and say, wow, look at how that all connected and look what it can do for you if you're in this moment too. Yeah. So I think that's actually how you build trust as a leader. It's not Mm -hmm. just, let me share with you what I know, but let me Mm -hmm. share with you what I don't know. Let me share with Mm -hmm. you some of the things I've learned. Let me share with you some Mm -hmm. some of the mistakes I've made along the way. Let me share with you how I am when I don't have a nanny and my kids are screaming. Let me share, you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) that builds trust because then it's like, oh yeah, sister, I'm with you. So basically it's just breaking down the walls because, you know, I'm expert first, right? And I like what you're saying because I lead with my knowledge and that's always how it's going to be. But you're saying, see the little bit of the vulnerability in, see the little bit. I mean, I just had a big fight with my landlord the last couple of days. So, you know, something like that. Feed some of that in. Oh my gosh, Lisa, that will grow your audience in so (laughs) many ways. Because again, we have to think about engagement, right? Everything that we Mm -hmm. do is to engage, to elicit Mm -hmm. emotion, to connect. So if you're only sharing your genius, right? If you're only showing up and sharing from that leadership content position, 
again, I respect you. I appreciate the support. I get juicy nuggets, but I need to relate to you. You just had a a fight with your landlord. I just had one too. Do do you want to hear? No. (laughs) Let's have the session. Let's dish. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I teach five types of videos. I think personality videos is what I consider those videos. You don't even really have to share anything else. Look, part of being a human being is going through life experiences. And as a leader, how can you take that experience and package it in a way that will help someone else receive it as like a gift for them? Like, hey, I just had this fight and I'm not just airing my dirty laundry. I want to talk to you about how I worked through it or what I gained from it or what I've learned Mm. from it or I've learned it's time to move. Like, (laughs) whatever. Right. Right. It's like, mm, when this is over, where It's out? like taking a stand for yourself <laughs> and realizing yeah. where do you want to be in your life and what walls are you putting around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lesson. If we take just that example, there's a lesson in how to deal with conflict, right? Which is, again, a topic Liz and I talk about all the time. So it, it still expands the brand, yeah. even though we're talking about oh, a so good. conflict. Yeah, oh, so totally all those personal that. things should tie back into the core value of what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So even if it's a relationship issue, a team issue, a financial issue that you've had, you can tie that in to the core value of what you do as a company, as a leader, and really just honestly, as a human being, like we relate to humans more than things. Well, we don't relate. Absolutely. Yeah. We relate to humans' hearts essentially, right? Not the head. We can't relate to that. It's just information, which Mm -hmm. is great. But as you say, we need both. Yeah. Well, remember that 86% of why we buy something is a thousand percent emotional, right? It's emotional. So if we're Mm -hmm. not emotionally connected, if you are a service provider or even a product, we buy a product, we buy a pair of shoes, we buy a dress, we buy a handbag, we buy a meal because of how it makes us feel, right? right? So how are you making people feel when they're watching you over time? Right. So you asked, Mm. how do I show up authentic and as a leader? So I think number one is emotional connection. I have my four C's. I'm going to share them really quick. Yeah. Emotional connection is number one on top of everything. You could sing A, B, C, D. And as long as I'm connecting with you emotionally, I will keep watching. Right. So how are you expressing? And I will say, I will see people who say, I am so excited you're here today. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) Are you tired of being broke? Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> the smile is in everything. Oh, oh I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, it kills me. Are it kills me. And they have a smile on their face. Yeah. Oh. Bad coaching. Just smile more. You know, their voices go up. They're nervous. They're up here. And I will say, get in your belly, get in your heart chakra, right? Really find your voice. And then when you are speaking, you have to elicit the state you want me to feel. That means if you want me to feel frustration, I need you to show me and sound frustrated. You know what I mean? It's like going back to acting, but it's not acting. It's just being authentic in the words. It's connecting to your words, right? I always say, when you watch a good movie, whether it brings you to tears, brings you to your feet, whatever it does, you never at the end of that movie go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Liz, Lisa, I have to tell you, that was the best script I had ever heard. Right. <laughs> like the way they said those words, it was so perfect. Like, um, I just need to go find the screenwriter because that was amazing. Now, every once in a while, you might say, well, that was really well written. 
But never yes. do you walk away from a movie that's any good anyway and say, oh my God, those words, right? <laughs> You're so connected to the emotion that the actor brought to the role, to the character. 100%. It is your job to make someone else feel something on the other side of the lens. That's why video is not about you. Do what you need to do and then just... Talk to me, talk to your best friend, talk to your ideal yeah. client, talk to your client that you know is in struggle right now and help them get to the other side of it. When you do that, the fear dissipates. You stop thinking about yourself because you're so emotionally invested yourself. And the more emotionally invested you are, the more I am. You want to get more sales, get people to emotionally connect with you. So that's number one. Number two is consistency. Can I say something yes, about that, Carrie? Absolutely. I just love that so much because I come from an acting background myself. And I was kind of tied into when I watched the Oscars and I watched their speeches, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when someone has a speech that's prepared and they're like, well, thank you so much. And, you know, I'd like to thank, thank my agent, that, and my my, agent yes. this person that. <laughs> but then, you know, you might be in the kitchen doing something. And as soon as you hear something like someone gets that thing in their throat and they look yep. down and they start being emotional, everybody stops, yeah, right? Everyone leans like I put in. things down and I, yeah, I sit down. I'm like, what yeah. are they talking about? And it could be the costume designer and not say Brad Pitt or something right. like that. And we'll sit or I'll sit and I'll watch. And I'll be like, wow, that was amazing. And that's the speech that people always remember. That's the one that gets replayed, right? That's the yep, one. 100%. Yeah. And that's such a great analogy to just how we listen as humans. You know, right now we actually have closed captioned on videos because we don't even listen to the sound anymore. So it's you and this muscle called the face has to be able to connect with me in a way. And words are part of it. But again, words are secondary. When you're really speaking from your heart, you know, when you're thanking people from that place and it might not be perfect, but man, is it connected? Everyone in that audience is so quiet and they are leaning in and people are leaning in watching you on video too when you do that. So beautiful. And then I think it really is about consistency, consistent messaging over time, having a plan. I think we often feel, you know, well, I'm not inspired to do video today, or I don't feel good today, or I'm too busy, or I got the thing that we don't want to do. What do we do, ladies? Wait, what? <laughs> we wait. We postpone it. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll do it oh, yeah. Tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gym, you know, yeah, I'll feel better out. tomorrow. Who's going to notice? We'll just do it tomorrow. Right. It's okay. And then it and never tomorrow gets done. is like 10 days later. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to have a plan and work the plan. Now you're talking to someone who is a quick start on the Kobe assessment, like a nine. Like I am mm -hmm. such a visionary. I have an idea and I do it. And it's very challenging when I have to do something I don't want to do because again, it's not comfortable. So I will say one of the things that has actually got us to seven figures and beyond is having a plan and working the plan. And you might feel like, oh, well, I'm not creative then if I have that, or I don't get to be a visionary. I will tell you, you have so much more room to envision and create when you're not cash poor. Right. Oh God, yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. And I've been there. I filed bankruptcy in 2008 after I lost my agency. I've had nothing to my name. It started completely over. So I'm not sitting here from this place of, oh my gosh, I've always had this huge business and all that. Like I literally bootstrapped Inspired Living to where it is right now. But I will tell you in 2020, when we doubled our revenue and everyone else was suffering, we doubled down on visibility. We doubled down on teaching. We invested more in ads. I just think it's so important for the person listening right now who feels like it's just a wish and a prayer, right? Businesses don't grow on a wish and a prayer. They grow on message and strategy. 
So find it. If it's for you going live once a week, putting a video out once a month. I mean, I don't think that's enough, but I'm just saying do something consistently better than doing everything at once or nothing at all. And this is where you get to train your CEO muscle. Like if you really want to grow and scale a six figure and beyond, that is a very different muscle than building a business that barely gets by. 100%. I love that. So I mentor score entrepreneurs. This is a volunteer thing I do. And one of my clients mentioned to me that she grew her YouTube audience. She said the wrong number. So at first I thought she said 4 million. So I was like, okay, well, we need to talk. What's going on? <laughs> Can we connect, please? Yeah. <laughs> but then it was less than that. But she told me what she did. And she literally said she had her virtual assistant write a one minute video and she recorded it every week. Sometimes she does it in chunks. She just throws that up every week. And every week it's one minute. And I'm like, you know what? That is such a great idea and a great tip because one minute does not feel overwhelming to me. That's why everyone can do a story. Everyone can do a minute a day of something. Yes. Right. I love that, Lisa. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have to go and shoot a 10 minute, 15 minute video. No, you don't. I think you have to do what's right for you. But I will say, and that's such a great example of consistency will always win. Yeah. Always win. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the more consistent you are, the more credible you become because people see you, mm-hmm. they hear you. I hear so much, but I've said that. People have heard my message. Different platform, different time, different day, different audience, right? And it takes 25 times or more for someone to hear the same message before they usually buy something. So right. I want you to think about if you're posting a video once a month and it takes 25 times, that's two over years. two years. It's a long time. Forget it. So you might feel redundant, but the person listening... Again, going back to kind of the movie analogy, you watch a movie one day and it hits you differently. You watch the same scene another day and it hits you totally different, right? Or you read a book and you pick it up. People need to hear messages over and over again because they might not be in the place to listen or receive or be open to the message. Now, we all have multiple messages and things that we can share. So it's never the same. But this is where having a content calendar and saying, you know what, every single Wednesday, I'm putting out a video or I'm going live. I'm going to build out my own show. Like we wait for someone to crown us an expert. I'm like, just show up as one. Show up as one. Yeah. Do the thing. And once you have that credibility, not only will you increase your sales, but you'll start getting invitations to things. People will ask you to be on their podcast. Come speak on my stage. Come partner with me over here. So you can tell... I really love talking about this stuff because it seems so obvious, but for so many entrepreneurs, we are just trying so hard to get by every day. And I'm like, make it simple for yourself. Like, I love it. Shoot one minute video a week and put it up somewhere and be consistent. As we know, Rome was not built in a day and it takes three to five years usually for any business to really take off. And it's always hard. It's always harder in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what's the final C? Did we get them all? Connection, consistency, credibility, conversion. Conversion. Yay. Okay. Conversion. (laughs) Yes. Fancy word for sales. Yeah. We want to convert people from fans, stalkers, to fans, to followers, to actually people who are purchasing. And that is a client journey. I will tell you, there are people that are stalking you and watching you every day that don't like, that don't comment. But when you open up the right opportunity, they will be the first to buy from you. You know, we'll do a masterclass where we have all these people super engaged. And when I put out the offer, we always have people that were silent in the background the whole time. They didn't show up, they didn't comment, and they are like, I'm in. I'm one of those people who will watch and pay attention and follow, but it has to be the right thing and I'll come for it. 
Yeah. But you may never hear from me. You will exactly. never hear from me because I'm not a social media fan. I feel like it's stalkerish. I know it's not. You <laughs> like <laughs> totally right? get you. Yes. So I always say, if there are people who exist in the world who are like me, right? There are tons of people who are like me. Thousands always, of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Who think about yeah, it? Yeah. So be careful. Way. Be careful that you're judging again on false metrics. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Shaw Wosmond, and she's so fantastic, and she was talking about vanity metrics versus sanity metrics. And I just loved that. You know, it's like, I get it. I mean, I'm looking at my stuff too, going, why isn't there more? But we have a very successful business as well. So you have to understand that people aren't always going to like and comment, but they're still going to buy from you when the time is right. So that's why it's so important to be consistent with your messaging. Yeah. Excellent. You know, Carrie, I know we're going to be getting to the end of our conversation soon, but the one thing I'm curious about is, all right, listen to this conversation, this podcast, I'm inspired, I'm ready to go. What is the absolute minimum that I need to get started? We talked about some of that in terms of like doing the video, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like equipment, (laughs) right? What do I need to do? Ah, And what do things need to look like? Such a good question. So I have a whole guide. It's called Mm -hmm. the Be Studio Ready Guide. It's on the website, inspiredliving.tv, because you're not the first one to ask me that question. So we have different equipment based upon where you're at. You don't need Mm -hmm. fancy equipment. I mean, in the beginning, I was shooting my own stuff. It was so bad. And I still leave it up on YouTube so you can just see it was bad. But I still grew the business because the message was still there. And as you get more resources, you can invest more in production and editing. But I'll tell you what. That is not going to be what gets you to six figures and beyond. What gets you to six figures and beyond is connection, consistency, credibility, conversion, right? And then you can add the bells and whistles, but people get so caught up in the bells and whistles. Like they just want to decorate the house before they build the foundation, right? Right. Build the foundation first. So go get it. It's all there. I talk about lighting. I talk about equipment, how to set up your home studio or office, So the Be Studio Ready Guide will answer that question for you. But I mean, really, all of us, it's just, here's what blows my mind. Growing up in the 80s, the equipment, and even when I do a production day with our clients, these cameras are $100,000 cameras, right? The lights are just insane. And yes, the videos look amazing. But this little thing, she's holding up up my phone. It blows my mind what we can do with our phones, the HD, the quality. Now, I do think it's good to have an external camera simply because your memory and everything that it takes on your phone and just all of that stuff. But you can start with just your phone. I mean, it's amazing. You don't have to audition. You don't have to wait for someone to find you or be discovered, right? You have the ability each and every day to show up and contribute and make a difference in someone's life. Like how amazing is that? And shame on you if you're not doing that yet. Now is the day. This is the day. (laughs) (laughs) And I love what you said, to make a difference in someone's life. I think that's why we do what we do, I hope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? The more you help people, what they get, you get more of what you get. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hold the client, hold the audience member to the forefront of your mind. I love that. Okay. So as we wrap, what is the big takeaway? What is the one thing? And I think you kind of said it a little bit just now, but I'd love to hear it again. What's the one thing that we should all take away from this conversation when we're thinking about this idea of getting on video? I know too hard, right? I'm going to say just (laughs) stop waiting for validation. Stop waiting for you to look a certain way, be a certain way. My website's not done. I don't know my message. I need to lose 10 pounds. 
that is all a limiting belief that is keeping you from making the impact and income that you deserve, that's waiting for you. No one's born with a success gene. Everyone at the end of the day has the ability to create the life that they want. The question is, are you willing to get uncomfortable to go after it? And video, it is uncomfortable when it's new. I do a lot of things that are uncomfortable every day. And I think that you just have to go back to understanding videos, not about you and speak to one person, one person and know her, know him, speak into her. Video is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. You're not talking at someone. You're talking with someone and to someone. And so practice and don't worry about it being perfect or being right. Just be you. And the more you do you, the more people can choose to work with you. Oh, I love that. You think? It's wonderful. Yeah. And you've already spoken a little bit about where people can find you, but could you just repeat that and maybe anything else you want to add? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bee Studio Ready Guide. You actually are really going to love this because it walks you through exactly what equipment to get, beginner, more advanced, how to set up your studio. That's on our website, inspiredliving.tv. And I will love it when I will go to an event and someone would say, I just spent three hours on your website. There's a lot of video and content on there. (laughs) I have myself personally. Oh, thanks, Liz. So that's kind of like our home online. And I'm always on Instagram and social under Inspired Living TV. And then I just will say, I'm giving you too many things to do. But if you are interested in learning more from me, we put together a masterclass video confidence and conversion that takes place in our private Facebook group, which is called Ignite Your It IT Factor. So you can go head over there and join us as well. Perfect. Fantastic. Amazing. So many things to do. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> it's okay though. Yeah. It's okay. That I'm doing a couple of those for sure. So don't worry yeah. about okay, it. Okay, good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and starting small, as you say, starting small and being consistent, oh being gosh. authentic. I'll tell you, we all start small, small, right? I mean, we all start reaching one. And the more you speak to one, it's like the ripple effect. You know, it's the throwing the pebble in the pond. I'm going to go, oh my gosh, did you hear what she just said? I'm going to go share this. Like, How do videos get viral? They emotionally connect with someone and they pass it on, right? So I think that's the main takeaway is get over yourself, get really clear on who you want to talk to, why you're going to show up for them, what is the thing that you do, and then be consistent with showing up and helping, serve, 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 give it away, give it away, and then ask. Great. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Carrie. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Super fun. So looking forward to this. And thank you for being our badass of the week. You're welcome. That's it for us this week. Remember, you can find anything we referenced in the episode in our show notes on our website, bossybrilliantbadass.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. It helps us get found. And thank you for listening. There'll be more Bossy, Brilliant, and Badass next week. So until then, be be a badass. badass.